Welcome, welcome. Come one, come all. I actually wanted to get into this very briefly before I start this episode, but I've been getting these little emails and messages explaining that of my viewership. And so far, I've seen that on Apple Podcasts around the world, my this podcast has been appearing in countries like the Congo and South Korea. And that is so flipping dope for so many different reasons. But wherever you are in the world listening, I would like to tell you thank you so much. I believe at this point, we're about to surpass 1K listens, which is crazy insane and dope because it's been about three months, I believe. That the fact that it's my podcast is even popping up in different parts of the world and just that viewership, that network, that beautiful web blanket that's connecting us all is dope. And no better way for me to say thank you and to specifically address that in this conversation that is going to be had today. And this may be one of the most important episodes on my podcast. I can think of a couple already that I've recorded perhaps another two or three, to listen along. I sort of always wanted that this space be open to all walks of life, as I've been able to experience that from a very young age. I've never had a shortage of diversity in my life. And it's it's really funny when I think about it, but it's true. So before I can really get into this, I wanted to start with a quote from a show that I was watching. It stuck with me, and it will all tie in together. So the show is called The Man Who Fell From Earth. The premise is follows a being coming from another planet who has a mission on Earth. He came to learn how to be human, our mannerisms, our customs, our lives. His mission is to bring a technology that would change the way we consume everything, right? It's a technology that would replace what would give us means of power, like power, like electricity. Um, it, it's a power source and it's natural. And there, we're learning how to recreate it in abundance. So this also could have the ability to collapse the entire economy across the world too. So it's a fight between many different in- interests. Anyways, there's a part where they're, inter- they're interrogating, excuse me, the extraterrestrial, the ET. His name is Faraday. The body he came in was that of a black man, right? You know what a black dude look like. I know what a black dude look like. I hope we all do, you know? I think it's funny, you know? I'm a black woman doing this, so I'm sure you know, right? Um, The person interrogating him is an agent from the government, and he is white. The agent interrogating him said, what do you look like? And Faraday looks at this man disgusted. He says, you know, for fuck's sake, every other Anthean, in his words to say, I look like my people, right? I look like my race, my my species. And the agent continues to prod. He says, no, what do you really look like? Faraday pauses regarding the man and he speaks in this tone of like disbelief and disgust. And he says, under this skin, You're obsessed with skin. Skin is one of your gods. You've created cults around it, committed genocide, murder every day in its name. So everyone, let's have this beautiful, raw, and comfortable, complex, and complicated conversation about skin. And let us also comprehend and understand that I will be doing my very, very best to encompass a lot The way I view this at this point of this recording may not always be the way that I view this conversation, but I'm actually very comfortable with my conclusion that I found with this. And it requires dancing in many different pools of consciousness. And that's okay. But it's a conversation that I wanted to kind of open up in this space. Let us begin. The older I've gotten, I found that I've began to care less and less and less about skin. Because somewhere from the time that we're babies and the time 
that I'm in right now, that little middle ground becomes very murky. Now, we could argue that things such as stereotypes serve as a compass to certain ways that designated groups of people or races act. That's fine. But more often than not, it's a tool and it is also a weapon. A tool can become a weapon. And why do we believe certain things about stereotypes in people? Well, before we had TV sets and music videos and visual media, we had written literature, right? And that was also a form of media. And all of those things, right, spread across during time, form and craft the way certain groups of people are viewed over others. And we have to talk about history and we have to talk about people that we have deemed to be black and we have to talk about people we have deemed to be white and we have to talk about all the other colors in the box of Crayola that have been caught in the middle. We have to talk about the ones that break the spines of black people in attempts to be closer to the category of other because that's the way it's been advertised to us. We have to talk about self-accountability and we have to look at the work that we all have to do on an individual scale because Blaming the other side is not enough. Blaming the media is not enough. I am not ugly to make you beautiful. I am not ugly because of my skin. I am beautiful because of everything my ancestors were, who I am today, and all of that which will be passed on to my children. I am not ugly so you can be beautiful. I am beautiful because I am walking history and resilience, understand? We are all walking history. So we cannot talk about skin without mentioning beauty, without mentioning accountability, without mentioning guilt and pride and sanity and sovereignty. Understand, this is the kind of conversation that's being had. This is not about a conversation about pointing fingers. This is a conversation about soul, about what sits beneath the skin, beneath this layer, beneath this person that you know as Olan beneath the person that you know as Madison or as Kara or as Smith or as Lee or as, you understand, this is a conversation about intention, about heart. Skin is merely a tool used by the powers and systems that once were in control. Just like religion, just like class, just like all these other methodologies that have gods, that have belief systems, that have people that sit in positions of power, that have other means and goals that do not serve the the overall fabric of who we all are. We cannot talk about skin without recognizing that it requires a great deal of decolonizing the mind. And that's everyone. When we're talking about decolonizing the mind, this is something that every we all have to do. We all have to do it. We all have to do it. It is imperative for our tomorrow, for our survival. You see, I do not come from a line of slaves or liberated slaves. I come from a line of survivors, comedians, artisans, astrologists, priests, priestesses, warriors, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, cousins, leaders, authors, dancers, head chiefs, teachers, mentors, comedians, and so much more. And from my bloodline, like everyone else's bloodline, there are traitors, martyrs, liars, thieves, backstabbers, bullies, murderers, rapists, killers, and all nightmarish things that roam the streets during the day and the night. I am not a victim of my skin. I'm walking history. If I was the victim of black skin, we would have been extinct by now. I am talking resilience. I am what my ancestors couldn't get to have. How could I waste such a gift? And it is up to us to decolonize and to heal and to evolve and to overcome and to be more, to reach for more, to ask for more, to tolerate less of all that does not serve this new paradigm that's being crafted. 
to not forget history, but to comprehend it and to do our best to walk the lines of it, right? And there's a lot of lies in it and there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of mixture between truth and and lies and misinformation. But still, it's up to us to do our best to study it and to go beyond curriculum and to see it for ourselves to accept what it was and to write something better for today and tomorrow see it is the lack of acknowledgement of history as to why things keep on repeating themselves we were all active listen our ancestors all of us we're all active players in history every single day every single the things we tolerate then and the things that are being tolerated now You've been listening to The Golden Archive. I'd personally like to thank you for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you'd like to check out more content, there's at the Golden Archive Pod Instagram page. There I feature reviews, listener milestones, aesthetic Instagram reels, and more. To further support the podcast, all socials and pages are attached to every single episode. Yes, every last episode. Thank you once again for listening and back to the episode. And that's the truth. And it's ugly. And people don't want to hear it. And oh, but, you know, slavery. And oh, but, you know, oppressors and masters. And oh, but systems. And I'm not saying they didn't exist. And I'm not saying they're not real. And I'm not saying they don't have real... I'm not saying there's not trauma trapped in DNA. I'm not saying that these things aren't real. That these conversations are obsolete, per se. And I'm not saying to all close our eyes and act like you don't see this delicious melanin covering my whole body. No, I'm not saying that at all, please. But for us to act as if we do not need to decolonize and deconstruct and recognize and heal and be more mindful and present when we're witnessing skin is a problem. Slavery is something we've all experienced. It knows no color. There are those who look just like me and fought to keep it in place. You want to talk history. You want to talk real things. Let's, let's be real. Let's be honest then. There are those who we'd consider to be the same race as me and would kill me for money. So what do we call that? If I'm looking at skin, right? If we're just based off skin... When we look to one another and we do not see another person, whether they are good or bad, just to be human, we don't see a human. And the first thing that's registered is skin. What color is it? Does it got freckles? Does it burn in the sun? Does it absorb the sun? Is it kind of bleached? Can you tell around the knuckles? And let's say we factor in reincarnation for fun. Right? Let's just, you know, humor me. Let's say we factor in one soul, many journeys. Let's say you were a white slave catcher in your past life, and today you're a black man being chased down by the police. But skin wouldn't show us that, you see. But the soul. The soul knows what it did. The soul knows what it's experiencing. What if we were to say that the story has started long before who we are today? Now what? Now what do we do? And it was a native woman from an American tribe that was talking about this. I'm going to consider linking it because I think it could be a very warm conversation, an important conversation to have. But she mentioned that it's important to decolonize the mind. And I really, really hope that video still exists because, you know, sometimes they remove things. It'd be the things with truth that are removed or rearranged or, you know, but it is beautiful. And it had me thinking. And that's what's important. That's what I always want for this space is to always be thinking. How do I view skin? How do I view race? How do I view human beings? How can we bring this back to an individual? You want to talk about good or bad? Everyone can be good or bad. Come on now. Don't pick and choose. Oh, these people are always the ones administering crime. Really? 
Let's not do that. Let's not play that game, please. You want to talk about crime? Crime against humanity? But you've humanized the people that look like you so much that they can do no wrong. That's awful. That's terrible. And see, that's the scam that is skin. I think that I've been given a gift that I've been friends with so many people of so many walks of life. I've been acquainted or placed in the same rooms with so many different people since I was very young. I'd say we could start since kindergarten. You know, I've been put in rooms with racist white people and self-hating black people. And I'd say the destruction is just the same, but there's a little more bite and scratch from the people that look like you. I've been put in rooms with, you know, other people of other groups, of other races, you know, and I've experienced the anti-blackness. I've experienced, you know, everything that you could experience in a body that looks like mine, right? And even then there's levels to it because I may not have as much melanin as someone else. Someone else may have more melanin than me and have experienced far worse. Or perhaps have not experienced any of the things that I've experienced at all. Have lived a pretty peaceful, neutral life. And see, all of this, right? You see how it's becoming individual experiences. How it's becoming splintered into millions, if not billions, of of different experiences and individuals. You see, now we're cracking it down. That's where the decolonizing becomes important. But then that's also the part that is the reminder that when the revolution was going on outside, not every Negro came outside to fight. And I'm Haitian. I know. I'm, I'm actually looking at the history. I don't understand why it's such a shock or surprise when we're like, yeah, you know, people were selling other people that look like them. Yeah. Why? Because this system of, of skin is it's quite new, if we're being honest. It's quite new. History did not start with Columbus. Black people did not grow out of the ground when the first slave ship set sail. That is not the way history started. History started so, so long before. It's where they started is the problem. See, we say, oh, the natives on this land, but the natives on this land have been trading with people from all over the world you see it's where things are started it's where things are ended it's the information it's the information excuse me that is omitted that all of this has to be taken into account and it requires critical thinking it's easy it's easy and quite uncivilized and ignorant to remain racist you know, with the access of technology and the access of it's becoming increasingly difficult for me to understand and comprehend the ignorance of some people. Some people have never even been in a room surrounded by a complete other race that looks completely different from them. And they don't have a single ignorant, malicious thing to say or do. Perhaps it's a curiosity, which is different. You see, curiosity is different. But some of the behaviors that are displayed, I was like, ah, yes, you were programmed to think that way. You were, you know, shown by the media. You were, you know, raised up. And look at you. You live in a society and you don't even see people like that walking around you every single day. And yet somehow, some way, you have this same mentality. It's odd. And so let's bring it back home, right? home for me and in the Haitian Revolution. I don't think I failed to mention that I am in fact Haitian. But if you don't know, and this is your first episode, I am. I eat the foods, I dance the dances, I speak the language. You know, I'm not ashamed of who I am. But the Haitian Revolution was a dangerous feat because they gathered everyone with the mentality of liberation. 
there were many leaders in the movement that came from all over the Caribbean and Africa, and they told us that all skin folk is not kinfolk. Why? Everyone that looks like you is not your friend. They are not your ally. They do not have your heart. The dawn of 1804 was not just artisans, astrologists, kings, queens, royalty, warriors, with skin like the night sky, taking up arms, going into battle for freedom. It was not just us, or, you know, the Haitian now, the modern day Haitian is alchemized into so many different mixtures. The whole Caribbean is so many different mixtures of of people that have come across those islands. So I can't exactly say us because I'm not just African, you see. There's a, there's a lot more going on. <laughs> it was not just this particular skin that was taking up freedom so we can all walk around free. No, it was the native Taino on the land that showed the lay of the land. It was the Polish that were sent over to squash the revolution, but switched sides. It was the Jamaicans that also came over to fight with um, a Jamaican leader called Makandal. He was like one of the main ones saying like, hey, knock it off, you know? Just because you think you're thinking freedom don't mean the one next to you is thinking freedom. And you gotta, you know, take them out or there's no freedom for anybody. You know, it's not just eyes on the mulattoes. It's not just eyes on the Europeans. It's, it's, you know, it's eyes on everyone that does not have the same mentality of freedom, the free man, the free person, the sovereign being. It was the different tribes that could not understand each other's dialects and languages, but understood the same tongue of freedom. It was even some, there were some mulattoes too, yes, that saw the treatment of their mothers and family. It was the other French, English, and whomever others of the European descent that switched sides. It was a victory in our founding father that said that everyone is black. Now why? Right? Don't think, when I said black, don't think, you know, you know, for a second, completely obscure your mentality of blackness, if it's, you you know, you saw something that you're like, mm, that wasn't so nice. See, that's the facing, the decolonizing part, right? Not out of ego, but to kill the conversation of skin, right? Nous c'est tout peuple noir. We're all black people. Now we've killed the conversation of skin. Now you're not mulatto or white or, you know, you know, you're not biracial. You're not, you know, everybody, now we're all one color. Okay, now we're all in one space. We're all one nationality. Stop it, right? And with a lot of these leaders that did not get to have their their full run of existence, right? The thoughts and ideas they were bringing up was way ahead of its time, right? It was about decolonizing once and for all. And so when I'm seeing modern day Aïtien, right, say things that don't make sense to me, I was like, since when did, you know, I understand if we're all in the States, there's a, a level of things that you can't not see. There are, you know, certain jabs that are taken. There's certain nonsense that you, you know, there's a lot of covert jabs and hits and etc. No doubt about that. But for me personally, the conversation of skin wasn't something that I necessarily saw until I was, until I was connected into the, you know, American thought and way of doing things. And, you know, of course, Americanization is having this weird way of spreading around, right? It's colonialization in a lazier format, but almost effective because you're using media and imagery and sound. and It's a lot. It's, it's quite a bit. But let's bring it back to center. If we're talking about the first black independent nation, right? It took the song of black hearts, right? Of pure matter of the universe, right? if we're looking at matter, to get the job done. In Japan, I believe that they're saying that there's like a phrase that says you had to have a drop of black blood in order to be true samurai. So you have all these little pockets in history that are invention and showing that 
okay, there was travel. There was the the contact between one another, right? It's, you know, we did not all come meet each other when, you know, they said Columbus got lost. You know what I mean? I see, which has to be a future episode, me really deconstructing and talking about Haitian history. But it's not about skin. It's about heart. Y'all think it embarrassed the Europeans who held the powers that be at the time because of what the Africans did? Sure, we could say that's a part of it. Sure, we could say, you know, skin, etc. You know, like, you look good and your body mass is, you know, a certain kind of way. And, you know, your societies were, you know, so rich in culture and, you know, you know, breaking all of this down and, and disconnecting, right? But... You know, it truly was an embarrassment because you can't colonize the entire planet that way. You know, let's be real. You think people with with souls and hearts did this to the planet? What I'm trying to say is like, let's look underneath the skin, shall we? You know, you think people of hearts of gold did this to this planet? Like, give me a break. You know, it always goes deeper than skin. It always goes deeper than the surface. And the condition of IUC today is a shame on this planet. It's a shame. You think the first black republic of the world are people that look like me? I have all kinds of people in my family. You think that, come on, it is a shame. Because when they say the first black republic of the world, what they were really saying, right? If we're going under what the founding father, Desalines, was talking about, he was like, everybody's black. If I'm not mistaken, it's one of the leaders, excuse me, but our founding father, one of our founding fathers was like, listen, everybody's black, right? For like two seconds, you know, let's think, okay, so you have the Europeans, you have the native Tainos, you have the Africans, et cetera. Okay. All of these people are black. So now when they say the first black Republic of the world, they're talking about everybody, everybody with the mentality of freedom, everybody get on board, right? Get in loser. We're on our way to sovereignty. That. You cannot have that. Right? It's like when you had all of the poor whites and, you know, slaves start to talk to one another. Like, yeah, man, you know, like, we's on the outside. Like, we don't really get to eat the same. We don't really get to, you know, the poor blacks, poor whites, this was in the States, right? Really start to talk to each other and et cetera. And, you know, kind of like find camaraderie in one another, right? Because class, right? We can get along with, you know, we ain't got as much coin as this other person, you know? And like, they had to say, you know, this isn't gonna work. You know, we can't have them working together like this. So what can we use? What can we do? Our skin, See, 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 you just like us, though. You know, you ain't got the money we do. You don't have the education and class we do, but you're just like us. You know, leave them. Leave them behind. You know what I mean? And, you know, it worked. You know, tribalism and whatnot. It was stupid, but it worked. And this is all acknowledging history in the past and decisions and choices that were made. You know, I think I think a lot of things and I don't think it's a badge of honor that people are still running around with these mentalities. I don't think so. And it it proves to show in so many in so many it's like everywhere. It's everywhere. I think there's like a degrading term for people with dark skin all over the world. And it's like what where is this coming from? Right. And people can have the argument. Well, you know, like it's not about black and white people. Like it's not about, you know, whatever beef y'all are having from slavery. Some of our cultures and societies have always, you know, deemed the bleaching of skin or white skin or just being inside a home or a house or a structure all day as beauty. And I'm like, you don't think, listen, you don't think all of this is connected in some way, somehow. Why? What are you, what, what is, what, what is the attempts of being ignored here? My point in being is we're all more interconnected than we think we are. And this conversation of skin and decolonizing the mind is important to have because that's how you move forward as in, that's how you move your bloodline forward. That's how you move your ancestors forward. That's how you heal. What fight, what power 
fight what power? Fight the power. No, get to healing. That's what's, you know, most important here. You know, I don't believe in coincidences. You know, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and, and act like, you know, no one's saying that you can't preserve your culture. You can't love your culture. You can't, you know, want to honor your culture. No one's saying that it's right or it's fair or it's okay for people to cut up your culture, take parts of it and make profit from it and then leave, you know, leave you with the scraps and the scars of being told since you were a child that it was not good enough, that your culture is not good enough, it wasn't white enough, it wasn't clean enough, it wasn't pretty enough, right? But I think we're reaching this very interesting threshold in history and time, right? Never would my child self think that today I would look up and we'd see so many beautiful, confident people that look like me. I never thought that that was plausible or possible. I'm definitely still saying though, please use discernment when dealing with people. Please find presence and self. You know, I'm not saying to disregard someone's actions and the evil in them because, oh, I don't want to assume anything because no, that's where the people being individuals come into. Because now I'm looking at you as a full, complete, individual human being. And you did some shady stuff. And I don't agree with that. Am I going to condemn your entire group of people for it? Based on, you know, past actions and based on media and based on everything I was programmed to believe to keep us all separate from one another and arguing all the time? No. Hey there. You've been listening to The Golden Archive. And if you've made it this far... There could be a potential that you're enjoying this episode. There's some magic happening here. Drop a review. Let me know how you feel about this episode or the podcast as a whole. Tag at the Golden Archive Pod in a story and let me know. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening and back to the episode. I'm just going to look at you as like the individual you are and say you're being goofy, you're being weird, and I'm going to cut you off. You know, use your intuition, use your best judgment. You know, there's a difference and we all know it. There's a difference. There's a difference. You know, it's that, you see, it's that conversation about skin and the ugliness within. You know, the first account of slavery in any person to such a degree, the planet should have stopped turning. It should have stopped turning. When that person spoke ill to your coworker, where they have an accent because English isn't their first language and you sat back and you said nothing, that's a shame. And that's the very tolerance that has us in the position that we are today. Just because it's not over and in everyone's face doesn't mean that it's not wrong. Everyone keeps talking about the wrong side of history and we keep living it in it every single day, right? Everyone was like, you know, parading around bodies like black bodies on the internet summer of 2020 i was and why what is this desensitization like this was you know this time there's an odd time to be alive and to deep dive into identity and skin and you know it was a lot of noise it was a lot of money being made it was a lot of Negroes selling other Negroes. It was a lot of mixed interests. It was a lot of, you know, and like I said, this isn't pointing fingers. We're just calling a spade a spade. You know, I believe we're supposed to help each other and protect ourselves in the process because martyrs can't live long enough to see the change. So by no means am I saying, you know, go out there and put yourself in active danger. Absolutely not. Because the thing we're looking for is completely internal. And the healing, you know, some of us have to take on more healing than others, depending on the curves and twists and things life has done. It's just the truth. Some of us have to heal ancestors. Some of us have to heal, you know, gener- you know, break generational curses. You know, I don't think there's coincidence that today certain groups of people are experiencing massive drug epidemics or crime waves or et cetera. You know, when we have to be, you know, we have to be honest. If you let it happen to those who have more melanin, those who are 
brown or black or, you know, however we want to label this, this phenomenon. We cannot be surprised when it happens to white people. I'm going to be honest. Because the, the way history is set up, the way the media is set up, the way things that, you know, if you can't not see it. At that point, you're choosing not to see it. And so now they're like, oh my God, you know, people are dying from drugs. And like African-Americans are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Check it. Check it. When their communities were flooded with all kinds of stuff, you have to look at history on all sides. You have to look at it on all sides. You got to look at it. You got to follow money. You got to, you got to, you know, be multifaceted with it. And, you know, it's, it's a lot more. Sometimes it's not even race. Sometimes it's religion. Sometimes it's your white isn't like my white. I've read a history on that too. Oh my goodness. The Russians. The Russia, you see Russia, Russia, Russia ain't playing with nobody, but you have to go read, right? You have to get into Russian history. You have to really look into it. You do. You have to look into, you know, the other European nations on the East, right? They're like, oh my God, we want to be part of Western Europe. And Western Europeans are like, you weren't here for this colonialization, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Like, go back to making, like, yak butter and leave us alone. Like, look at you guys. You guys, you know, this is embarrassing. Look at the state of you. You know? Come on. You have to look at all of it. It's it's a lot. But you know what the surface thing is? Because we're visual beings and things of that nature. It's skin. It's skin. It's skin. That's the indicator. You stop right there after skin, right? Because you could be like, oh, yeah, you know. Like, you could be like, let's say, you know. You get into a conversation about class. Well, your poor isn't like my poor because of skin. Or you have more privilege because of skin. And I'm not saying that there certain factors of these things don't exist. I'm not saying that certain privileges don't exist. I'm not saying that, you know. But like I said, this is a conversation about self-accountability and self-actualization. If not in this episode, I believe I mentioned, like, I have my ancestors backing me. And if they did not care, honestly, we would, brown people, we wouldn't be on the planet. Let's be honest. We wouldn't be here. Snap out of it. We would not be here. This conversation would not have been had. If, you know, there was no such thing as equilibrium and balance and the turning of tables and all kinds of things. There would be no more good people, okay? There would be no more resilience. There'd be no more, no. We wouldn't be here. But here, you know, here I am, still breathing, still living, still loving, learning, healing, laughing. Come on. I believe there's natural order, though. I do. I believe there's natural order. I believe, you know... The time that, you know, because listen, they're just going to, they're going to guinea pig off us. Guinea pig. And then, you know, when you don't say anything, there's no outcry. There's no pressure. There's no nothing. People pay attention to it for two weeks, two months, and then ah, they drop it. Oh, it's too much. It's too hard. It's da, da, da. like, baby, that's not no revolution. That's why when I was watching all this, I was like, Ugh. like, y'all made my, you made, you made, you know. The skin of my grandmother and everything, like, you just, my skin was crawling. I was like, ugh. I was like, oh my gosh. This is egregious. This is not a, this is not, you know, not like I'm telling people, well, go out, have, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that, you know, come on. I believe there's natural order. I believe there's natural selection. I believe there's karmic banks being handed out to people. And, you know, I'm not just talking, like I said, it's not, I'm not here to point out fingers. Like, I'm not talking just white people. I'm not talking Latinos. I'm not talking just black people. You know, everybody, you know? I see y'all doing magic. I see y'all destroying people's marriages and homes. I see y'all killing, murdering, lying, cheating, backstabbing. I have no intentions of stopping. You think this got to do with, 
you know, what the media projected, these are the bad people. No, come on now. Don't do that. That's to me, like, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's like, it's becoming, it's distasteful. Like, not your ancestors being resilient and surviving and overcoming for you to sit here today and that, like, you, you know, you don't know how to read. You don't know how to write. You don't care. Not them doing everything they could to get you in a position of opportunity today and it's just you fumbling left and right, up and down. A mess. That's what it looks like. A mess. So what do we call these things? And I'm not saying there's no orchestration or hands or systems. Or I'm not saying those things don't exist. You can't scream oppression one second and oh no, it's so hard. And then listen to everything the media tells you the next without critical thinking. Uh oh. Now what? You can't listen. I don't know how y'all are tuning in to the very thing that taught you all how to hate yourselves. Taught us all how to hate ourselves. I don't understand how. I'm not understanding the cognitive dissonance it's taking, right? And that's why I believe in natural selection. I do. Where is the accountability? Where did y'all put your souls? Do y'all even have souls? What's underneath that skin? I have questions. I believe in judgment. I believe in justice. I believe in natural selection. I've had many people, we could say, that were part of my race, right? If we're, you know, you know, I've had many black people, people that look just like me, people that look adjacent to me, that have treated me in disrespect that you could never comprehend. Like, you would think, oh, it's unity. Oh, it's no. No, but I'm, I think a lot of people in communities could say that, right? When you're in your own community, you think, oh, yeah, no, we all got all together. No. I've had people be racist to me. I've had people judge me based off my skin before they met my mind, my heart, my tenacity, and I felt sorry for them. I'm like, what an uncivil, like, you know, I almost pity them. Like, this is a, I, I have no respect for it. It's one thing if it's an ignorance that can be changed or evolved or learned from or, you know, but you can tell when you're like, you just, you like this. This make you feel strong, don't it? It make you feel powerful, like you're actually doing something. You know, it's so strange to see how people will envy you for your beauty. And they said that people with my skin couldn't be beautiful. And I'm not saying this out of arrogance or superiority. I'm just saying that this is a terrible, terrible, terrible mess. And it can be very, very ugly. Why? Why are you speaking this? Why? Why? Because there are so many groups of people on this planet that are just walking history. When I say we're all walking history, we are. Perhaps, you know, your ancestors were part of a Nordic tribe that were being, you know, torn right through and through during the medieval ages perhaps you know the you know during japanese colonialization your ancestors stood strong and held pieces and parts of your history and etc in a safe place perhaps you know your family was the kind that would help escaping slaves on their way to the north Perhaps, you know, it could, there's so much resilience in people. There's so much beauty and history in people that goes deeper than skin. And it is absolutely abhorrent and absolutely, oh, just the terminology, the words, the words. It's so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching even to see how many people don't know who they are and how many people must feel the need to be strong if their portion and peace and part of history or race means stepping on someone else. That your beauty has to come from someone else being ugly. Your strength has to come from stepping on someone else's neck. Well, that's not a real race. That's not a real fight. Sorry, that's not a real race. That's not a real fight. Let's call a spade a spade. You had your foot on their neck that whole time. 
you know, and like I said, I believe in, I believe in justice. I believe in equilibrium. I believe in rebalancing. Absolutely. I'm a hopeful person. I'm an optimistic person. I believe the people that are going to figure it out are going to figure it out. I don't have a problem with skin. I don't have an issue with skin. The same way, you know, if I have to describe something that happened to me growing up, if I have to describe the way that I saw things growing up in this body through this lens, I will do so. Perhaps someone else out there is like, wow, I'm not alone. No, you're not. Or someone could say, oh, wow, I never thought of this experience before. I never thought that people had actually experienced this or lived through this. And hey, surprise, yeah. There have been some absolutely awful, awful, awful experiences and things I've seen right? And then when you compile on all the different knickknacks and things, right? So, you know, we're in America and my parents come from, my parents are immigrants. Black people can be immigrants, surprise. For some reason that's not talked about or discussed or et cetera. Only certain groups of people can have that and do that and be that, but whatever, you know, I'm, mm -hmm, I'm here. They're immigrants. And I remembered having to translate things and explain things in greater detail and be the first child and daughter to get through this, right? And through all of my experiences, my mistakes and shortcomings and falls and etc. Now turn to my younger sibling and say, do it this way, it's better. Do it this way, avoid this pitfall. Do it this way, you know, the system sucks. Do it this way and, you know, take accountability and, you know, if you knock this out in that way, you know, you're better off. In the way that she picks up things faster and she's more confident and sure of herself at 16, 17 is something I could have only dreamed to have been. But that's okay. Because if it helps someone, it helps someone, right? There's a reason I'm not out here like advertising. And it's completely fine if people do so, right? Some people, they need the camaraderie of their community. Some people need the camaraderie of their culture. Some people need to heal in that. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm not saying, but like I said, we're bouncing between different pools of consciousness, you see? And you, and you have to play with me in these as we splash around in these different pools. And, you know, this conversation takes so many different routes and can splinter in a trillion different lights and ways and forms and it deserves that it deserves a, a greater conversation it deserves a greater debate it deserves a bigger table where we can all sit down and, and listen and, and really hear people out and you know their experiences and, and realize how much of us you know have felt a feeling of exclusion and perhaps your exclusion isn't the same the exact same as mine but it's still exclusion Right. And and you, we can draw empathy from that space and we can begin to move in a better light. Right. That experience of not being <laughs> with, you know, being enough. Woman enough, black enough, Latino enough, you know, Asian enough, what, whatever, what have you. Man enough. It just. However, you flip the dice, you see, and taking from that place and saying, you know, I may not have the same skin as you, but I see you and I understand your pain, right? And I understand where you're coming from and I understand that, right? And if you need anything, I can always walk you home and I can always listen to you and hear you out, right? And hold space for you. Hold the space that I didn't have. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Why, why did the ancestors, why go through all of this? If not to be like, hey, you know, <laughs> I see you. I get it. Let me hold space for you. Let me understand you. Let me understand you. Let me empathize with you. And I'm not saying little things on little things. And, you know, to not check people. And to not set boundaries. And to... You know, stand in your sovereignty, stand in who you are. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what, that's the healing part, right? Stand up for your inner child. Stand up for your ancestors. Stand up for your culture. Rep yourself. That's important. That's what's needed. That's probably what your inner child needed, right? Like every episode I'm over here, you know, like I said, I think I said, oh, you know, I'm Haitian. And by the way, if you didn't know, I'm Haitian. And you know, because, you know, there was a time I didn't believe in me i didn't believe in my skin i didn't believe in the beauty that was within i didn't see any of it i couldn't because that very same thing that very same fabric that 
teaches us, right? Because it's all of us, right? It's all something we all have to unlearn, right? I'm not some saint here. I'm not perfect, right? I, you know, I had all of the phases, <laughs> all of them. I've experienced all of them as much as I can recall, you know? I've experienced, you know, the self-hating phase. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think one day I woke up, I was like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be doubting myself all the time. I don't want to hate my skin. I don't want to hate my culture and my language, the food, the dancing. You know, I don't want to be ashamed when I pull my lunch out to eat, to feed my spirit, to, to feed my, my ancestors, to honor them. I don't want to walk this planet with my head down. That's not why I'm here. That's not why we made it. That's not why my heart's beating in my chest. That's not why I'm alive here today. Come on now. Hello. It's the truth though. I'm not here to, you know, sugarcoat and act like, you know, I come from a, a blunt Caribbean mother. Okay, so tell the truth. Why tell the truth? Because I love you. And it might hurt you. Right. And you might be upset. And I know you're a bit sensitive, right? Because you're still my child. You're still my daughter. I'm sensitive too, believe it or not. But the truth, that honesty, it's everything. And that's part of my culture. And I'm proud to say it's part of my culture. And it's sad to see that part of that has been lost and warped. And But there's always this, you know, coming back home. And there's always this balance and this equilibrium and you know, this, this massive return of sorts that I'm, I'm watching and I'm witnessing and it's something to behold. You know, walking history. That through it all, we're all still here. Through the conquest, through the pillaging of the village of your ancestors, of your people, of, you know, of your religion, of your spirituality, of who you are who your ancestors were, who you perhaps were in a past life, right? One soul, many journeys. Doesn't that mean something to anyone out there? So then what's our purpose then? What are we here to do? You know what I mean? What, what's, what's someone to do? Okay, to heal, to learn, to do good, to love, to set boundaries, to protect ourselves and the ones who, and, and the, the people we love. This does not mean not to point out the discrepancies that exist between us because skin and the way it has been advertised to us and the way it has been sold to us and the way it has been shoved down our throats and the way that we're supposed to just swallow this bitter pill and this is just the way it is because it's just something we've tolerated, right? This fairly new assortment system. It means for us to be more than that. And it means for us to overcome that and and to have a level of consciousness where we can acknowledge all the different pieces and say yeah they exist and some of them are ugly and some of the edges are jagged and if you're not careful when you're running your fingers over them it could hurt it could hurt you to look at family members and say hey you know the way you're acting is not okay why do you feel that way about them why do you feel that way about people individually they're just a bad person that's just one bad person in the group, right? And then sometimes those individuals, they get in groups. And in groups, they be really bad people. Build cults around it. You know, it's to acknowledge everything. It's to get to a point to see human first. Skin is not an indicator of character. Skin is not an indication of heart. Skin is not an indication of the soul. I love my skin. It's beautiful. I love my melanin. I love the way it shimmers in the sun. I wouldn't want to be anyone else, but hola. I don't want, I wouldn't want anyone else's history but mine. But if we're talking skin on a wide scale, it's all of our history. You know, the, the history of, of the slave trade, the history of the pillaging and, and murder of Native Americans, as well as their celebration and their, their, you know, way of camaraderie and gathering around a fire and telling stories and sharing poetry and music and, you know, bless Anakaona, you know, great, 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 great grandmother, you know, first woman to go toe to toe with Columbus. Hello. You know, things, things we should know, right? This is all of our history, if 
you know, there wasn't the, um, I don't want to say finding or discovery, but you know, if, you know, they hadn't landed, let's say, uh, at Haiti, because that's the first place they landed was Haiti and didn't begin that conquest there, there wouldn't have been potatoes and things of that nature. In fact, it's because of all of this that has led to the boom in Asia. All the Asians over there right now, you know, at the time, that was, you know, in Europe, all of the places, is because of all of the potatoes, all of the, um, I almost want to say like food with a lot of carbs had come from air quote, the new world. This is all of us. This is our history. It belongs to all of us. This is our skin. This is our problem, everyone. You're not excused because you're black. You're not excused because you're white. All these terminologies, my goodness. You're not excused because you're Asian. This is us. This is us, the human race. This pain, this history, this ugliness, this ignorance, and it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Trust and believe. It don't matter. Skin, listen, skin, skin, skin knows no, you know, bounds when it comes to ignorance. You'll see people where you're like, I thought you said that you was oppressed and all this stuff and things was happening to you and you are so racist. Oh my God, you're so like, you're so full of prejudice and hatred. What? You watch, you know, you know, Asian do this black person, black person do the white person, white person do it back to the black person. And then the Latinos get stuck in the middle. Like it's a lie. I'm, t oof. I'm like, but this is, <laughs> this is skin. This is ours. It belongs to all of us. And it's something that cannot be ran away from. It's something that we cannot sit here and, uh, you know, the solution is not acting like you don't see it. That's ignorance too. Oh, I just don't see it. No, you know, people genuinely don't see it are children. But then, you know, the information comes in and the history comes in and the media comes in and the crafting and the molding. And see, that's the part that we're decolonizing and we're deconstructing, right? Let children play. That's what, you know, let the children play with each other. That's cute. That's beautiful. But, you know, now we're older now and we see history and we see things and it is okay to factor in all of this and still say people need to take accountability for themselves in their lives. Yeah. In their ancestral wounds and their healing and their all of it, all of it, all of it. It is okay to say that. I could only ask you to hold yourself accountable because I hold myself accountable. And I let the loved ones around me also hold me accountable and to also check me. Hey, the way you're going about this, it's not cool. You right. Let me reroute. Let me, you know what I mean? Because I know it's coming from love. You have to make sure it's coming from love. This is not the skin of poverty or slavery or pain or, you know, it's the skin of riches, of resilience. Taken so much, just the soul in general. Really? And me loving my skin shouldn't be an intimidation tactic. Everyone should be, you should be so proud if you see someone living and loving and and being in their skin and they don't have to cut no one else down. They don't have to do nothing. No, that should be an example. That, that, that courage. It takes so much courage and honesty and truth to sit in something like that. It should be a relief when someone loves himself. It should be a relief. Ah, I can do it too. Ah, they found comfort in their skin. That means there's hope for me too. And so that's truthfully, honestly, usually I believe I, I may close this off in like a very eloquent, elegant kind of way. But I believe that everything has been said and... I trust my heart and I, I, for some reason, I just know that this is an episode that's going to be incredibly important and I just, I just trust and I believe in that. And so wherever you are in the world listening currently, you know, you are not 
a mistake. You are not. You are intentional. You are meant to be here. You deserve to be here. You deserve to have a seat at the table. You deserve to be comfortable in your skin and who you are and how you carry yourself and your language and your food and your custom. You deserve to love yourself and you deserve a chance to see yourself and deem yourself as beautiful within your own skin. So with all of that being said, it's been real. Take care of your spirit being an essence. Good luck.